0: Welcome to TALK, Teaching and Learning Consultation Skills. This is the TALK Talks podcast, helping everyone who sees patients to improve their consultation skills to get better outcomes. And this approach can even increase your job satisfaction. This podcast is part of the module TALK Effective Methods for Teaching Consultation Skills. Today the podcast is going to consider the issues that are brought up in a specific chapter called Is it cheating to look things up? An open book technique for speeding up learning. Jessica Mitzi said books are a saving grace in times of uncertainty and I certainly agree with that. However often when teaching and learning consultation skills participants are unsure how to use books effectively. Sometimes don't use their textbooks at all. The method that I'm going to describe here can be used when working on any section of the consultation. The approach is simple. Ahead of the training session, participants are asked to bring their preferred consultation skills textbook to the session. The subject under consideration and the skills required can then easily be revised during the teaching session and participants can be encouraged to read more about it afterwards. This approach offers advantages during the teaching session. However, there is another more subtle message If you ask people to bring their preferred textbooks along, it gives a strong message that they're expected to have such a textbook to hand. In any type of academic study, it would be considered reasonable to assume that students have access to the basic textbooks and consult it regularly, or if not a textbook, certainly, that they look up all the current guidelines. But when talking to clinicians about how they learn consultation skills, they're often a bit vague about the resources they use to learn from. There is a strong intellectual underpinning to what they should be learning and there is an extraordinary richness in the literature about consultation skills which should be part of every clinician's training educators who are charged with training others to consult effectively will find themselves at a great advantage if they are aware of the relevant literature themselves and are familiar with some of the most important books there is an annotated reading list in the tarp resources page A further advantage of using an open book method during teaching sessions is that participants can compare with each other in a group session. The more able and hard working participants will model attention to the academic background of what they're doing and peer example can be more powerful than anything that educators say. Effective consultation skills are perhaps the most critical of all the powerful generalist skills. Training participants in the skill of learning new consultation skills directly from the literature is one that will really support their lifelong learning. Clinicians consult pretty much every day of their professional lives, honing their skills and fine-tuning them every day. Access to formal consultation skills training is hard to obtain after you finish your postgraduate training, so if we can learn from written materials, it will help participants to develop good lifelong learning habits and this session and approach helps them to move from knowing about a consultation skill, meaning well I've heard of this, towards knowing how to enact that particular skill which means I understand in the literature that it shows if it works if I try it this way, and finally provides an opportunity to show how to use the skills. I've practiced this skills in a simulated session of a skills rehearsal and in a consultation. This progression is taken from Miller's pyramid of assessment which is fully referenced in the written materials that go with this chapter. Before the session, the educator and the participants should agree which particular skill or skill set is to be considered. This could be something fairly straightforward like establishing a rapport or agreeing an agenda with a patient. Or it could be a more complex skill set like breaking good news or breaking bad news or exploring behaviour change. It makes sense to choose a topic that naturally builds from the previous work that has been done with the individual or with the group. I'm going to really concentrate on group methods here, but the same principle applies in a one-to-one session. Ask all participants to bring their preferred consultation skills textbook to the session and check that everyone has a suitable book to work with. Educators need to plan ahead and bring some spare ones for those participants who inevitably um, forget. Dogs can still eat homework at postgraduate level, actually. Ask participants without a textbook which book they usually use, and if possible, lend them that one to use in the session. First of all, in pairs, ask participants to show their books and ask them why they choose that particular one and how they use it in practice. Do they read it all the way through and then forget it? Or do they return to it in short sections or maybe only return when they get stuck? Debrief this discussion by bringing out the key points. Everyone needs a suitable consultation skills textbook because there is a big academic and knowledge base to the subject. And that will rarely be mastered by picking up tips and hints piecemeal, even from good educators. Secondly, you need to emphasise that it's always better to use a book in sections. Understanding and learning new skills in sequence is usually the key to successful consultations. And that works for examinations too. Then ask the participants to think about the topic that you've chosen for the day, let's say Breaking Bad News. Initially, ask them to consider what issues come up when they think about Breaking Bad News, and then ask them to discuss this issue again in pairs. Debrief by asking them what they hope to learn about the subject in this session and whether they have any fears or dreads about this topic. Note these responses in the chat on Zoom or on a flip chart, because in effect these are the agreed learning aims for the session. Then ask participants to look up the section in their book which relates to the topic chosen. For example, breaking bad news. Give them a little time to read and absorb the main points. Then ask participants to pair up with someone who has a different text and let them see what a different text shows. If this proves difficult, have some spare text available to lend. In the debrief, ask them to discuss how they found these following two tasks. Firstly, compare what the two textbooks say about the subject, which is clearer, more comprehensive. Does one have information that's more easy to absorb? Using that information, ask the pairs to come up with a short checklist of observed behaviours that would be seen if the clinician is breaking bad news successfully. Debrief the whole group discussion by noting these behaviours down to create a kind of checklist. Then discuss how these skills might be put into practice. What's meant by giving a warning shot, for example, and what approach could make that successful? For example, you might need to pause after the warning shot to allow absorption that difficult news is to follow. This is what being skilled really means. It's about the details of what we do. Finally, educators need to have a suitable scenario prepared in advance with notes for clinician, patient and observer. There are some examples in the written materials. Divide the group into groups of sort of buzz groups of three so that they can all do a relevant skills rehearsal with one person playing the role of the clinician, another playing the role of the observer who gives feedback and notes which skills have been used and finally somebody playing the patient. A lot of the learning will come in the debrief, as with all experiential learning. So after the first round, ask the patient how it feels for them. What worked? What did they find difficult? After the second round, ask the observers to give some feedback using a suitable checklist. What behaviours did they observe? Which things seemed to work best? And after the third round, ask the clinicians themselves to comment on how the different aspects of the skill set went for them which approaches seem most comfortable and which were most difficult. It can be helpful to finish by asking all participants to write down their key learning points, initially after reflecting alone and then sharing points in pairs or threes. Invite each group to share one learning point until no new learning points emerge. Ask if anyone has anything else they want to add. This process is very useful. It reinforces learning and it helps participants to become aware of potential learning points they may not have identified for themselves. Ask everyone to say what they will do differently in the consultations they will be having next. And be sure about, to ask about the use of the particular skills next time the group meet. How did they practice the skill? What happened? What worked and what they struggle with? remind participants to read over the material in their preferred textbook in between sessions and to come back to it after they've had a particularly difficult episode of Breaking Bad News so that they can see where they went wrong and to see what kind of skills they might use next time. In the written materials that go with this chapter, there are examples of Breaking Bad News topics. There are some discussion about how to use this method one-to-one, and there are some references about further reading. There's also a checklist, an example of how to use such a thing to create a kind of aid memoir for observers so that they can check off what skills they're observing. We hope you will look at the other chapters in this module called Skills for effective teaching of consultations. This podcast was brought to you by NHS Professional Educators, making training available to all.